Blog Talk Radio. Mommy, I hear the baby crying. Help me, are the words she's in time. Where have I been while well, my world has been dying? Lord, teach me. Oh! 
Yeah. 
All right, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'm your host this evening. We are broadcasting live out of Garland, Texas tonight. And just want to uh, let you know if you want to call in, the number is 619-638-8458. Or if you want to go to the website, it's www.prayerinternational.com. O-R-G. Um, obviously, you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, uh, which is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash prayer international. Also, you can check us out on Ustream, YouTube, uh, Daily Devotional, which is uh, blogger.com. And if you want to email us, we're at prayerinternational at gmail.com. If you have a prayer request, send that in to prayer at prayerinternational.org. Well, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we just give you praise. Just thank you for your goodness. Lord, we just honor you tonight. You said to hallow your name. You said to praise your name set you apart. So, Father, we declare tonight that we set you high above every other name that is named. Father, we honor you. And, Lord, we look to you tonight, Father, as our source. Father, we thank you for the provision and the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, we declare that you are our salvation. And, Father, we declare, Lord, that your glory shall be seen that your knowledge shall be known, that your presence shall be felt throughout the earth. Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. We pray that you'd bless every person tonight, Lord, every man, every woman, every teenager that's listening. Father, that you would reach out to them by your Holy Spirit. Father, if there's anyone sick in their body, Lord, we pray tonight, Father, your healing, Lord, you said that by the stripes of Christ we are healed, that your blood is speaking for our healing tonight, Lord. Father, that every weapon, foreign profession against us, none should prosper. So we declare tonight, Lord, over every sick body, wholeness, healing, good health, that the report of the Lord would be the song and the report in the hearts and the minds of every person tonight that names the name of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, you know, few different times I've actually taught on a subject which we like to talk about. We call the armor of God. Basically, it's the second portion of Ephesians chapter 6. And I wanted to get into it tonight because I think, um, you know, for a lot of people that have an understanding of this, there's a lot of people that were raised up in what we call the charismatic movement or the prayer movement. And in that movement, You know, we went through and we put our armor on. It was kind of like a thing that we did. It almost became like a a charismatic rosary or, you know, something that everybody did, I guess. Um, More like a legalism or a ritual or a form. And I want to go through it a little bit because, you know, something I wanted to touch on. It's one thing to pray these scriptures. It's one thing to talk about these scriptures. 
have an understanding of them, but it's another thing to really walk in them and begin to apply them to our lives. What we need to do is begin to apply these scriptures concerning the armor of God to our lives because what it is, it's our defense against our enemy. You know, anytime we go into a battle, anytime we go into a war, if, you know, anybody that's been in military or in any kind of combat or fighting, there's certain, uh, even in like boxing, you know, you, you have gloves, you have headgear. Okay, any kind of uh, fighting, there's always some type of gear that's involved. And in ancient times, uh, among knights, among, uh, you know, if we want to take it back to like King Arthur's court days, you know, here we have the knights of the round table. These guys were clad with armor, rode these horses, had these giant jousting rods, swords, and everything was chain mail and, and metal and just loaded up with armor, helmet, shield, covered from head to toe. That was part of the deal. You didn't go into battle. You didn't go into your fight. You didn't go against your enemy unless you had your gear on, unless you had your armor on. And so I wanted to talk about this tonight because I think a lot of us are getting beat up in the circumstances of life and we're getting uh, you know, just things thrown at us that could be easily avoided if we begin to apply these things to our lives. So Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm going to start off with, let's go to verse 10. It says, finally, and you know if you're reading halfway through a chapter and then it says the word finally, that he was trying to get to something, trying to get to a point, to a climax of something. And then finally, they arrived. And so Paul starts out like this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let's stop there for a minute. Let's back up. So we stop at the end of 12, high places. Let's back up. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. See, Paul's giving us a charge. He's giving us a exhortation. To be strengthened, okay? Anytime we're going in a fight, anytime we're dealing with circumstances, anytime we're facing any adversity or any kind of trial or anything, there's going to be a exertion of strength. Just like if you put yourself to any chore or any physical activity, there's going to be an exertion of strength. Not only physically, but emotionally. So he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Why? These guys were getting weary in the battle. 
Sometimes we need the Lord to come along and refresh us and strengthen us. And so you don't win a battle in your own might. David said, it's not by might, it's not by power. It's by the Spirit of the Lord. It's by the Spirit of the Lord that things are done. Unless the Lord builds the house, those that labor, labor in vain. Jesus said, unless the Spirit draw you, no one can say Jesus is Lord. No one can serve God unless the Spirit draw him. So everything that happens in your life, so you've got to be strengthened by the Spirit of the living God. So be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. This is how you're going to stand. This is how you're going to be able to stand against your enemy is by putting on your armor. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. See, we think our enemies sometimes are our physical enemies, people, obstacles. Maybe you think it's your boss. Maybe you think it's a family member. Maybe you think it's a sibling or a neighbor or a spouse. Whoever you think your enemy is, listen, right there in the Word of God, it says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Our fight is not among each other. Although many times it becomes amongst ourselves, amongst each other. Paul says, look, your enemy is principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. They're in places that you don't normally see. They're operating and moving in those highest places, but it's affecting these, what we'll call the low places, the earthly realm down here. And sometimes we need to become spiritually minded. Jesus said to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Why? You know, there's a saying... People used to say, what you don't know can't hurt you. That's a lie. What you don't know can hurt you. Paul said, don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. See, we're not to be ignorant. We're not to be unlearned or uneducated or or unwise to what's going on in the world or what's going on around us or what's going on in that heavenly realm. That's why we need to have a heavenly or a kingdom We'll use the word kingdom, kingdom mindset. So he says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but it's powers, darkness, spiritual wickedness in the high places. He says, here here he says it again, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God, not just a couple pieces of it, but the whole thing. See, it's one thing to go into the fight with just a few pieces. See, we think we can go into our Christianity half-hearted. And I know for myself, whenever I do things half-heartedly, even in the name of God, usually it doesn't work out. 
when God asks me to do something and I only do a portion of it, usually it doesn't work out. Why? Jesus said man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Sometimes you have to have the whole, so you take the whole armor. You go into it wholeheartedly. That you may be able to withstand any evil day. See, he calls it the evil day. Why does he call it the evil day? Because there's evil men, there's evil women, there's evil people with an evil agenda out there that's against God's agenda. It's against the agenda of the spirit-led church. It's against the agenda of the kingdom of God. The evil day filled with evil people. He says, having done all the stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. What does that mean? Does it mean we just stand there and say, oh, I got my belt of truth on. Now my pants are going to fall down. No. It means you have to be centered. See, the, the belt's the centermost part of your being. It, it's the center part. And you've got to be centered in truth. And that truth, it's not necessarily what we call truth. But truth is a person. His name is Jesus. The Bible says he's the way, the truth, and the life. And see, if you're going to walk in truth, it's not about whether you say something that's true or untrue, but walking in truth is walking in a person, and his name is Jesus. And walking in truth is having a reference for truth, which is the word of God, the words that proceed out of God's mouth. That's why the word itself says, let God be true and every man a liar. It says, speak the truth in love. So we're to speak truth. Well, what is truth? Truth is what lines up with what God is speaking, what God is declaring. So we have to be centered in a living reality, a living truth. And that's Jesus. And if you don't have it together at the center, listen, everything will bust apart at the seams. If you don't have your belt on, your pants fall down. If your pants fall down, you end up tripping. So your loins girt with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. What is that? The breastplate, that part that covers the chest, that covers the heart, that covers those vital organs. From those main frontal attacks. And the main attack that the enemy is going to always bring against you is whether you're in right standing with God or not. Are you right in the eyes of God? Is God pleased with you? Are you pleasing to God? Constantly, the enemy is going to begin to challenge your relationship with God based on your acts, based on everything else outside of truth. 
Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus is your righteousness. It was imputed to you because of the blood of Christ. Does that mean we should go do whatever we want and say we're righteous because Jesus died on the cross? No. The Bible itself says, God forbid. Don't just run around and do whatever you want and say, well, I'm saved, bless God. And do whatever I want. No, God saves us from the good works. God saves us from the righteousness. See, not only is his spirit making us, actually recreating us and causing righteousness to be birthed in us and causing us to want to do right. But he also steers us and, and pulls us when we get off course and we don't do right. He reels us back in. That's why it says, I'll make your crooked path straight. Why would he make a crooked path straight if it wasn't somehow got crooked to begin with? How did it get crooked? It started off straight. Then it got crooked. God made it straight again. Because God can take your imperfection and use it to display his perfection. God can take your mess, turn it into a message that gives glory and honor to Christ. So our breastplate of righteousness, God says, guard your heart with all diligence. Guard it, guard it, guard it, guard it, guard it. Don't harden it. Don't harden it. See, we're 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 taught. What, what are we taught? Put your walls up and and don't let anybody in, because if you don't let anybody in, then they can't hurt you. Put your walls up. Harden. Just just be hard. Big lie. It's funny how the enemy starts in like that. No, God says, don't harden your heart, because if you harden your heart, what happens? You don't hear his voice. You can't hear his voice. That's why the Bible says, harden not your heart. Like your fathers did in the wilderness. Listen to his voice. Guard your heart. Watch what goes in and out of it. Watch the words, see words. Go into the heart. What we see, what we hear, what we feel, what we experience out there, it's all either pointing us and directing us and and molding us and reaffirming us in the plan and in the purposes and the things of God, or it's completely doing the opposite. Are you guarding your heart? Are you careful to what's coming in and out of your life? Who are you letting in and out of your life? Verse 15, and have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What does this mean, the preparation of the gospel of peace? To be prepared 
It means, first of all, you better have a relationship with Christ. You better be prepared. You better know who, whose you are. You better know who's your daddy. You better know who is your savior. You better know who's your comforter in God, the Holy Spirit. All three, the Trinity. For all you oneness people, God bless you. You know, I just choose to believe that there's a trinity. Oh, I believe there's one God, creator, maker of heaven and earth. But you know, there was a Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that were there at creation too, according to Genesis. Why did he say, let us make man in our own image? Why didn't he say, let me make man in my own image? He said, let us. Why? Because the Holy Spirit played a role in it. Because Jesus played a role in it. Why? All things were created by him and for him and through him were all things created to Jesus. How did that happen? If he wasn't in heaven with God the Father. And surely when the Holy Spirit hovered over the face of the earth, the Holy Spirit was involved. So what I'm saying with that is this. You better know in whom you believe. You better know whose spirit you are of. You better know whose son or daughter you are. Are you of your father in heaven? Are you of your father the devil? You better find out. You better check your heart. You better see what, what's the longing of your heart. I'm not talking about the condition that you're in right now. Because your condition may be completely different than what what your position is. So you can be a son or a daughter and just be be wayward. Doesn't make you any less a son or a daughter. Okay, so we're not judging your condition. We're not talking about your condition. We're talking about your position. You need to have your feet shod with the preparation. You need to be prepared. Prepared. Are you prepared? Your feet, that's your footing. That's that's when you're in a fight, your 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 footing's everything. You gotta get your footing. When you're going through a circumstance, what you got to be able to stand firm, and you don't want your feet slipping. And it's that preparation and being rooted in who God is, and knowing that He's going to not let you slip. He's not going to let you stumble. He's not going to let you slide. No, it may look crazy, and you may go through some stuff. And 16, above all, listen, above all, which means more important than all this other stuff that I already said to you. Okay, so he says, yeah, take the whole armor. Belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. But right here, above all, taking the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Faith, 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 above all. Why? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
can't please him without faith. You can't come to him. See, that comes to God must believe that he is. You can't even come to God without faith. It's faith. Above all, that's your shield, your belief system. Do you believe that God is your protector? Do you believe that God is your provider? Do you believe that God is your peace? Do you believe that God is your salvation? Do you believe that God is your healer? Do you? According to your faith, Jesus said, be it unto you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. And that goes for women too. Whatever you meditate on, whatever whatever you fix your heart on, what's your heart fixed on? Is it Christ? Is it God and his kingdom? And the people that he's put in your life? Or is it your own selfish gain? And your own plans and your own purposes and your own crazy ideas? Take your shield of faith. Stand on the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And it quenches the fiery darts of the wicked. See, you get the whispers of the enemy whispering in your ear. All those things contrary to what God says. You're not going to... The enemy says, you're not going to make it. God says, you're going to make it. You can do all things through Christ. I'm strengthening you. The enemy says, you're weak. You're going to lose it. And God says, hey, don't grow weary, don't faint not. You're going to reap in due season a harvest if you don't stop. That's why you need to begin to choose who you're going to believe. That's why you've got to take up your shield of faith. Get your armor on. Quench those fiery darts. Quench those whispers. Quench those threatenings of the enemy. Begin to declare. Be like David. Declare and decree what the Lord has said unto you. Psalm 2. We'll get into that tomorrow. Or Thursday, actually. Sorry. Thursday. We'll get into that Thursday. But you know, just go to the Lord. Go to the Lord in prayer. Go to the Lord. Let him work in your character. Let Just, just ask him to help you. Ask him to help you. Lord, help me. Work in my character. Lord, help me. Put my armor on. Lord, help me. Prepare for battle. Just ask him to help you get your armor on. Keep your armor on. We'll we'll get into the details. Listen, this is Prayer International Radio. You have a blessed night.